Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. It is Eat, Play, Love. And of course, um, we are with you until 6 p.m. today. I'm Taslima Ali. And joining us in studio now is Sheikh Dr. Mohammed Al Ninawi, a Muhadith all the way from Syria, now based in the USA. MashaAllah, the founder of the Medina Institute and also in studio with us is Hafiz Mahmoud Hatib, also one of the trustees of Medina Institute. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Taslima. Assalamu alaikum, Hafiz Mahmoud. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you and the wonderful listeners of Voice of the Cape. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I think everyone is super excited to be tuned into Voice of the Cape because it's always an honor and eat pray love to have in all of our our special guests that do so much of work for our community and opens our hearts um, to being better people and bringing us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Sheikh Dr. Muhammad al Ninawi, it's indeed such a pleasure to have you in studio with us um, I think we so often listen to your lectures on Voice of the Cape and it's now so wonderful to have you live in studio with us Sheikh Allah bless you. The pleasure is all mine and I am honored and privileged to be with you Taslima and to be with all the listeners. May Allah bless all of you and grant you the best in both abodes. Alhamdulillah. Well, Sheikh, we have been, when looking at um, at, at your entire profile and, and your lectures, we note you as indeed an advocate of peace, love and tolerance. And when we listen to all of your lectures, there's this consistency at it. And um, so, Sheikh, I have to ask in the sense that you have traveled and you've traveled broadly, mashallah. And so you've encountered so many people from various backgrounds and various histories. And yet there's always this consistency of love, tolerance, and also mutual respect, irrespective of whether we are Muslim or not. Absolutely. So, Sheikh, in terms of your visits, though, to South Africa, of course, each country would be unique in itself. What would your, your sentiments be to us as South Africans? Bismillah rahman rahim That's a difficult question because I only have love for people, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, but people are people. People are everywhere the same. There's always in every in every place. There's different people, and that diversity is uh, is is there. It is here also in South Africa. Uh, in general, obviously, the people of South Africa. My, you know, I, I've come over the years, the many years that I've been coming here to South Africa. I've come to know a lot of people personally and. Uh, be touched by them and by their lives and I've come to love a lot of people here in South Africa and to know a lot of them and obviously they have uh, been a major element in my uh, in in the maturation of my scholarship and my and to contribute to who I am today uh, in a very positive way so I am indebted uh, to them for uh, what I have learned from them throughout the years, and I have, I, I'm very privileged and honored to have known many of them on a personal basis. Alhamdulillah. Well, she has the founder of Medina Institute. What was the the main thought behind establishing the first Medina and then bringing it here to South Africa? Okay. Well, that's a good question. I I think Medina Institute. The idea was is the back to basics uh, institution. Uh, that works that that targeted the young people specifically the, the young teenagers the young adults who uh, 
are going out there with life. What we want to do at Medina is equip them with basic knowledge of their deen so they don't they don't sort of get to know their deen through YouTube's only YouTube videos or Google uh, snippets or commercial three-minute commercial snippets that are out there. We want them to have. We want them to have a a, a complete approach to what their dean is, so they can be functional, uh, fully functional members of the uh, South African Muslim society. Um, Medina Institute is not a stranger to. Uh, South Africans by nature because South Africans by nature have this zeal of freedom they don't like to be shackled by chains of slavery by chains of uh, discrimination by chains of uh, tyranny whether the tyranny is political or religious or anything so it, it really and Medina Institute's philosophy is very simple similarly very close to that in the sense that the book and the Sunnah are liberating and liberating from any religious tyranny or establishment it is it while it respects everyone affords them the dignity but and loves them as well mm -hmm. not just respects but loves them but the book and the sunnah is more beloved to it than them Subhanallah. Well, Sheikh, over your t your current tour in South Africa, it's been um, titled "The Middle Path." Would Sheikh like to just give us some idea be behind that? Well, I, I I did not. I have to admit that I did not put that name, and whoever put it, Allah bless them. That's good. I, I don't interfere in, in in what lectures are taught where. In fact, I don't even know where I go on daily basis. They tell me we need to go here and we need to speak about this. So, and usually it's last minute. Uh, thing. In other words, the same day I get to know what am I speaking about and where. And sometimes not even like today, only like just an hour ago I knew where I'm going and what am I talking about. But with that, I think it's not strange again. And that's again part of the Medina sort of philosophy. It's, you know, we, we be all you can be. Be yourself. You know, at Medina we want you to be yourself. You know, that's it. So you have a good idea, we'll all be with you. Bismillah. There's no harm. The middle path is comes from Ummatan Wasatan, I think. And middle doesn't mean middle between two extremes or so. Middle means the prophetic way. That was always the middle way. And that means it is middle here means the most compassionate way. What's the most compassionate way? That's the prophetic way, the most merciful way, the most loving way, the most caring way, the most factual way, the most Rabbani way. That's the middle way. It's not a geographical thing. Mm -hmm. Well, Sheikh, at your lecture at uh, Darul Qadar, um, a few, uh, I think it was two nights ago, and of course we do know that you're running a series of lectures at Ipsa um, until Monday, that's at 8 p.m. Sheikh, you spoke about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not looking at your, not looking at your, your, your words or your lip service, but looking at your, at your, at your deeds and your heart. Would you like to just reflect on that once again for us? Yeah, I mean, again, I want to thank the leadership and members of Medina Institute South Africa who have taken the initiative to uh, uh, join uh, IPSA offering an academic course on the subject of Tezkiah. So I think that's, a, again, a great Medina initiative in, in cooperation with IPSA, and I want to also thank the IPSA leadership for that. Mm -hmm. um, what it is is basically... 
the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, which is in Sahih Muslim, in Allah la yanzuru ila suwarikum wa la ila ajsadikum. The point I wanted to focus on is a lot of people focus on cleansing the outward. In other words, uh, they want to make sure that their tongues, when they speak, is appropriate. Their looks, when they walk outside, is is good and clean and uh, and decent. But Allah does not look at your tongue, nor does He look at your looks in that specific way. He looks at your heart. So the best thing to clean is your heart. In other words, as is, if Islam is telling us, clean your heart and then the tongue will follow. It's not the other way around. Start from the root. If you clean your heart, because that's where Allah looks at you at. Allah looks at your heart. Doesn't look at what you say. You, what you say can be whatever. If you clean your heart, the heart, the tongue will follow what the heart does. Alhamdulillah. Well, Sheikh, the theme for these four night lectures is Usul al-Wusul. Would you like to just uh, touch on that? It is basically the subject of Tazkiyah. How do we get to illumination? How do we travel the journey to Allah? Because we're all traveling this journey to Allah Ta'ala. But we all worry about the actual deeds, not the objectives of the deeds. How so? We worry about praying. And we judge each other also sometimes based on that. We worry about having our rituals performed and we judge each other based on that. But we've never really looked at the result because having the prayers or any other ritual performed is not really the end objective. The objective of the prayer is to is to make you a better person. Is that salah making you a better person? Because now you're learning your deen, or because you're doing your zakah, or you're doing your siyam, are you being more of a just person? Are you becoming more fair at home, more fair with your family, more fair with those you don't like? Not with the people you like, with the people you don't like. Are you are, is that salah making you more fair? Is that salah making you more balanced? Or are you still greedy and ruthless regardless what you're doing? That means that whatever, whatever rituals you're doing, they're not reaching their maqasad, their objective. There's a problem in that progress. So the whole point of tazkiyah that we're doing and that we do always at Medina Institute is to go to the objective of the rituals, not stand at finishing the rituals mechanically. I think we need to take a quick ad break. Inshallah, when we come back, we continue with Sheikh Mohammed Al Ninui. Eat, pray, love with the Slima Ali. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. It's Eat, Pray, Love. And in studio with us is Dr. Sheikh Mohammed Al Ninui and as well as uh, Hafiz uh, Mahmoud uh, Khatib. Assalamu alaikum, Hafiz Mahmoud. Well, mashallah, it's an exciting time for Medina Institute to have, um, of course, the founder, Sheikh Mohammed Al Ninui, in town. And, of course, having a current tour um, in Cape Town that will be going and progressing into Pretoria. So, would you like to just share with us some details for those that are tuned in and wanting to um, listen to Sheikh live this evening and for the rest of the weekend? Bismillah, rahim wa salatu wa salamu ala wa ala alihi wa 
Indeed, absolutely a pleasure for us to be here in studio because it's many a times that uh, when we have these interviews, Saidi, we speak about you. And now we can uh, we can have a discussion with your esteemed presence. But uh, Sister Tasnima, there's an important Arabic saying, When you have water, you don't do tayammum. So we're going to say very little things because we want to listen to the Sheikh. But what was very important is that the uh, tour started with the arrival of the Sheikh on Wednesday evening. And we had beautiful lectures at Medina Institute. The students have really uh, transformed themselves into sponges. So they've been absorbing. And at some stages, they've also been give, been given a reality check as to the uh, the uh, seeking of knowledge, and that's very important. And then we had a beautiful program at Darul Karal Masjid in Weinberg, in which we have the dhikr every Thursday night at Masjid Quds and Darul Karal in Weinberg. So it was an honor to have uh, Sheikh present and giving us nasiha and also directing the, the athkar and the methodology of how to run a successful Masjid Salah and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then we had beautiful lecture at the Masjid Rahim in Heatfield. I mean, what was amazing about the lecture to me was the that message. it was live on VLC, yeah, of course. The message of, you know, uh. usually Islam, when people are invited to Islam, they're invited to a series of a set of do's and don'ts and rituals that they should do. But what about an invitation to Islam being an invitation to happiness? And that was really profound in many ways, as always when Sheikh speaks. So I think a new concept, Islam invites people to happiness. Even if you don't want happiness for yourself, Islam still facilitates a pathway of happiness for you. And then we had uh, the um, Academia Library, the Al-Ikhlas Academia Library, based at the Islamia Complex. We had the, uh, the reading of the Nisfa Shaban book, especially in this month of Shaban. And then last night we started with the Usul Usul and doing also the Sheikh's personal sharh and explanation of the Al-Hikam of Ibn Atayla and uh, Askandari. And that will take place tonight as well, Sunday night and Monday at 8 p.m. at the Ipsa. So everyone's invited. And, and that's Ipsa in Rylands. Ipsa in Rylands in Johnson Road. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice collaboration between Medina Institute and Ipsa. And that's also nice message to the community that institutions of learning and knowledge always work and collaborate together for the benefit of the Ummah at large. So that's, you know, Ahl-Sunnah wa Jama'ah and the community collectively getting together to be able to provide a direction of love, hope, growth and opportunity for all. So a really exciting times. And And Alhamdulillah, all of these events are free and open to all. Absolutely. We have this unbelievable uh, you know, a methodology of not being able to make money off the deen. Mm. So we are very happy that we are not charging people because we believe that, alhamdulillah, this knowledge, this access to this knowledge, money should never be an impediment for people having access to the to the large volume of knowledge uh, that Sheikh has obtained via his mashayikh over many years from all over the world. And we have all of that uh, compressed in our Sayyidi, giving us whatever he has learned over the many years from many great luminaries and he brings that to us here at the bottom tip of Africa. So even if people cannot travel, they have this bahar and exposure to this to this knowledge. And I know Sheikh doesn't like us to, to praise him, but it's a great, great ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we as this community, usually forgotten, bottom mm-hmm. tip of Africa, who cares? But we believe that those are our founding forefathers who are formed the circle of protection in the Cape, they have made some sincere dua and planted some great seeds and we are now benefiting from those duas by such luminaries coming to us and giving us good solid advice in these difficult times and navigating us to difficult uh, you know, uh, strange ideologies that come in, so definitely we hope inshallah that we will, and, and people are benefiting, and that's the most important, people are benefiting in within the, the bubble of love 
compassion and tolerance. So what more do we want? And then we move to next week to Pretoria and Johannesburg and those places so that we can share it with the Ummah on that side as well. Inshallah. Well, Sheikh, before the break, we were talking about uh, the topic that you are covering at Ibsa, which is the soul of soul. But I just want to touch on Medina again because we know that you have a one-year course at Medina Institute in South Africa. And over the last two weekends, we've been hearing from representatives um, of the Medina Institute SA. Tell us of students that have graduated, your alumni that are doing amazing work having completed the course. Sheikh, are you looking at graduating the course into a, a second and third year? Sure. I think we're we in the US we've already started plans with the masters and PhD degrees in collaboration with many of the finest Islamic universities in the world. Mashallah. We're currently in discussion with Al Azhar as we've been in discussion with Al Qarawiyin for the past few years and collaboration over the syllabi and similarly with the Islamic universities in Malaysia and Sudan and many other places. Uh, I felt always stronger about the one year than the career path. Uh, the career path in Islamic studies is for, in my view always, while obviously I would love and we want to welcome everybody, but it's for the dedicated. It's for those who really want to live for the deen. Because as you know, education anyway is a labor of love. Learning and teaching, both. If you don't love it, you really can't do it justice. And you yourself would not get the satisfaction that you want out of life being in it. So we want people who want to be scholars and come through the third year, third three-year degree and the master's and eventually the PhD, which hopefully will start also in South Africa very, very soon. So I'd like to encourage people who seek professional path, career path in Islamic studies to do a check with Medina Institute of South Africa. But I thought the first year or the one year intensive, it really should work for everybody. If you're in high school or matric, that's what you call it here I guess, if you're a matric, post matric, that's for you. The one year you can take that gap year and come to Medina. We will take care of you. We will do the best we can. We will teach you most of all. Now, I don't promise you Jannah. That's not what Jannah is. But we will do as best as we can to teach you the Prophet wasallam Sunnah and the Quran. After, the, uh, after obviously, after the, the Quran, the Sunnah. Uh, it's for, you know, uh, for, we've had a student the first year, I remember, who was 60-some years old. So it's not just for people who are young, it's people for young, for old, for men, for women. We need women scholars in South Africa. We need women leaders in the community in South Africa that don't just know the knowledge, but they're activists in leading, in teaching, in issuing fatwas, in, issue, in narrating hadith. We need female muhadithas, female faqihas, female muftis. If there is such a thing. I mean, I don't like titles, but I'm just saying, I'm just putting that out. People with knowledge, and also males. So if you're male, female, young or old, take that one year off if you haven't studied your faith, your deen well, and come to Medina. At Medina, we will not teach you to erect walls of hate under the banner of love. We will not teach you to be better by looking down at others. We will not. We want to have people who learn their deen and follow the Prophet ﷺ way, so they become good citizens. They become good fathers, good mothers, good sisters, good brothers, good sons, good daughters, and ones who can work with everybody. I think that's really the premise. I think the Sunnah makes you 
itself, the prophetic sunnah makes you learn in a way that you don't erect walls of hate, that you don't erect walls of intolerance, that you don't belittle others, that you always have good thinking about other people and think that there is a light of hope in every human heart. That's the message of Medina. There is a light of hope there. All you have to do is try to touch it. If you can, that person may become the best wali of Allah or she may become the best wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, that is the mission of Medina. Uh, so we, we take a very sort of open approach, back to basics approach. And that's why, again, I would encourage everyone, if you haven't done the one year, come to Medina. Inshallah, it'll be a life-changing experience for you. You will love it and you will... It, it's sort of the pray and play kind of thing. And I know it's difficult to combine. Well, we'll try. Inshallah. Well, an SMS has come through. It's Assalamu Alaikum, beloved Sheikh. I attended Medina back in 2014. It completely changed the way I felt about my deen and the relationship I had with Allah Ta'ala and His beloved Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Previously, I prayed, fasted, and did all that was required. They've changed. And I'm glad and a shout out from here, Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM, <laughs> to all Medina alumni and all the people of Medina across the Western Cape and beyond that we love you and we miss you and we want you to visit us and to pray for us and come back home to Medina anytime you're close. Sheikh, a few visits ago, and I think it's it's something that you often mention to us is that we shouldn't waste a breath, and I think that stands out to so many. And I just wanted to ask though, because we've spoken about the one year Medina and it being a gap year, and Alhamdulillah, we have had those that already graduated also being part of Medina and mothers and others. But Sheikh, in the sense that. You're also a medical doctor, alhamdulillah. And so we listen to all of these fruits and we understand that we need to have this consistency of love and tolerance. But when we go into the, the when we've left the masjid, when we've left our masala and we have to go into the other parts of the world, um, how do we keep consistent at maintaining that type of love that makes us Muslim without allowing it to be diluted? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I mean, that's Allahumma This is part of life. I work every weekend, especially weekends. I work nights, twelve-hour shifts, on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays regularly when I am at home, so I can earn bread for my family. That's to work. That's other than Medina's work that we do. Mm -hmm. um, in my capacity, when I work as, let's say, in, in the medical field, I treat people the way the Prophet ﷺ instructed me to do, with absolute compassion and no judgment. Everyone who is there requires my absolute and best attention, and give them only the best that I can to the best of my capacities. I, Allah Ta'ala, did not equip me to judge people, nor to judge their destinies. In fact, Allah did not equip me to judge my own destiny. How dare I judge others? All I can do is offer others whatever I have best and to offer them an invitation to this path, to this path of the Qur'an and the Sunnah that I believe is the path of safety and salvation to, for all, is the path that offers everyone happiness. And if they choose not to follow it, we still love them and we still pray for their happiness. 
And we still pray that Allah puts guidance first in everyone's hearts, everyone and all people, and then grant them blessings in their children and lives and and what they do and, and make them happy. I mean, that's that, that's how we walk about. What That's how the Prophet ﷺ told us. So we follow his footsteps as, much, as best as we can. SubhanAllah. Well, Sheikh, going moving back to tonight's topic, though, Usul al Wusul. And so we have about eight minutes before we go into a break. And Sheikh was saying that that entire topic would, of course, be your journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we could just touch on that, inshallah. Bismillah. The journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a journey of the heart. A lot of, again, a lot of the focus oftentimes happens on the outward actions. Tazkiyah or usul usul that we're talking about really works on the heart the actual thing that you start moving to Allah Ta'ala with. And that's why, like I mentioned earlier, we focus on the objective of the ibadah. What does it mean to be Muslim? Not just saying that I am a Muslim. What does it mean to be a Muslim in South Africa today? It, it Does it mean that I just love myself? Does it mean I just love myself and those who I agree with? Or does it also mean that I love everyone? And I think uh, Islam tells us that we don't just love ourselves, but we genuinely care about the well-being in this dunya and the akhirah of everybody. The issue of usul usul is working, working on the heart, not just praying and fasting and doing zakah and going to hajj. But how's your heart with Allah subhanahu wa taala during all that? Do you have a heart with Allah Taala? Are you worshiping Allah with your tongue, with your mind, with your hands and feet, or also with your heart? Does your heart do sujood, or does it, is it just your face and your forehead that goes into sujood? Have you tried to do sujood with your heart as well, not just with your forehead? Maybe that's what we need to be doing as well. Have we tried to observe Allah during our day? when we deal with our family and our friends and our neighbors and work and the students that we study with or is it just a lip service I, I think the whole point of usul al usul is how can we better be better people vis-a-vis -vis the creator and better people vis-a-vis -vis the creation but here is more with the creator subhanahu wa ta'ala because if we're good with the creator then we from him take we take from Allah ta'ala lots of things that that enable us to be better human beings. I always say, there's something about the love of Allah, which we're talking about during these, these, these events in this course of Usul Usul. There's something about the love of Allah Ta'ala, because it's all, it's, it's all about love, that gets the attention. There's something about the love, love in general, that, that attracts the attention to, of everybody. There's something about love when it's mentioned, even if it's not genuine, if it, as long as it's mentioned, that touches the heart of every human being. Even when people say, I love you, and they don't mean it, it's still, you still say, okay, I still like at least the aspect that you're saying it. Hmm. Or that love is being talked about, it's being brought into the picture. We oftentimes, in our faith, and, and other faith systems as well, they reduce things to to rituals and love is has has not has been non-existent there so we seek to get back to that love i think i always say one of the most uh, important connections we have 
all of us have to our pre-mortal life is how much love we've experienced as souls that Allah Ta'ala graced us with before even being created as bodies. And I think we always have a longing whenever we hear about love now in this form we have a longing to go back to our pre-mortal existence when the world of souls and experience that purity of love so in the issue when we talk about love and tazkiyah and ihsan we want to go back to that and experience that we have and that's why when we have when we talk about love it's something that it, it rekindles in us a a feeling or a state, a spiritual state that cannot be denied. That's what Al-Usul Al-Usul is about. That's what Tazkiyah is about. That's the main theme of what Medina is. That we don't just focus on the rituals, but we focus on the spiritual. We don't focus on Yu'allimuhumul Kitab only. We focus on Yu'allimuhumul Hikmah. The wisdom that comes with Ilm. Ilm is not just memorizing parrots, paragraphs and parroting it out. There's hikmah. So, يُعَلِّمُهُمْ kitab wal hikmah. We also focus on tazkiyah, another dimension altogether, which is purification of the heart. So we can love Allah Ta'ala. You see, Allah Ta'ala created us all because of this sort of exposure to His uh, limitless love before we were even created. And because before we were even, we were born, we all were graced by the unconditional love of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi I'm sending it to us throughout, piercing the centuries, piercing the dimension of time. 1400 some years ago, he's been sending all these messages of love to us. That they were there before even our birth. So we're all created with the capacity to receive and channel love. And there is no shortage of love in the universe because the Prophet ﷺ sent us love in this in, throughout this universe for the past 1400 years. The whole universe is filled with his love. And there is no shortage of love from Allah because he's Al-Wadud. He gave us so much love, limitlessly, can't even quantify it. Only our willingness to actually take it and channel it. So... That's what we seek to do at Medina Institute. And that's what we seek to do in our teaching. And that's why we're always consistent. We're never going to depart from that message. This is our message, the Islamic message of the Prophet ﷺ. Love, compassion, education, illumination. We're, not, we're never going to depart. We will live like that and we will die like that. Because that's how the Prophet ﷺ lived and that's how he when he departed he left these things for us and I think like I said uh, if we have the opportunity to reflect and and touch our hearts and touch the love that Allah Ta'ala gave us in that metaphorical way through the Prophet وسلم, I think our lives can be changed Sheikh, I, I want to ask you of course besides being medical doctor now being having um, a huge knowledge what inspired? Let me, let me just, you know, <laughs> stop because, I mean, that's very re relative. I don't know. I have some knowledge, yes. I'm a student of knowledge. I'm a researcher, I like to call myself. Not a scholar. A scholar is a big thing. Mm -hmm. A researcher is someone who always strives to seek knowledge. Fine. And that's who I am. And this is not out of modesty. This is reality. And Allah is my witness. Well, then, Sheikh, as a researcher, what inspired Sheikh? To make that, to make the, 
the decision to extend the knowledge or the findings in your research to all of these different countries and all of these places that you visited and decided, you know, I know there's a duty to share, but I'm not going to share it with one. The Prophet ﷺ and his household, they went everywhere and and they traveled and they took that message. That message came and we believe, I believe strongly that the message of Islam is really universal because Islam offers that unconditional compassion to all. Islam does not discriminate against anyone. Islam teaches us that we're all the same regardless whether we are different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different creeds, different colors, different languages, but at the end of the day we are one people. Islam teaches us a unity of humanity that, in a sense that doesn't need to be conformity. We can still offer people love and compassion even if they disagree with us, even if they disagree in religion which is very important to us but still that very religion tells us if they disagree with us in religion we offer them love and meaning in the meaning of unconditional compassion of rahma i think that the message of islam sits well with everyone if if it is done right so i strive to understand it right and i strive to struggle it to struggle and struggle to practice it right and to share these gems it's like someone who comes to you and tells you you know you have th this beautiful treasure and it's limitless almost share it with everyone and only increase and I find the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu the authentic prophetic Sunnah meaning is like this limitless treasure bottomless treasure the more you give the more you take it never ceases to stop so why not share it with everyone and everyone can appreciate that beauty. And the Prophet Sallallahu Allah sent him as as Rahma Lil Alameen, unconditional mercy to the worlds. Today we suffer from lots of things, from depressions to anxiety, to all these fights, to even violence, even terrorism, to cults, to religious tyrannies, to political tyrannies, to corruption, lots of things. People are stressed. Water is 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 not there drought is there it, things are you know lots of suffering animals we we kill animals more than ever we slaughter them for for pleasure no more need uh, we base our societies on overconsumption of everything this consumerism lots of rahma is needed lots of mercy is needed for this world there's no more time uh, in our time at least where the mercy of the Prophet is needed to enter every home more than today so it alleviates the the the, the pain of people it soothes their discomfort it it touches their heart it calms them it brings this tranquility that they need in their life so they live and enjoy their life so I think there's a lot of reasons that, that pushed me personally, if you're asking. I ask Allah to make that sincere and to accept it in me, if that's the case. And, you know, I definitely do believe, 100%, I mean, unequivocally, that the Prophet ﷺ's sunnah is definitely worth spreading and putting everything aside to carry it to the rest of the world. So I ask Allah to make it that to make that a realization in in us all and to make us live on that sunnah and take it with us in the barzakh and the akhirah. Shaykh, 
You, um, you have come to South Africa since 2010, and so we've seen the birth of Medina Institute. Alhamdulillah, our community has had the Alawi Husseini Ninawi Zawiya, that is the spiritual wing that offers so many weekly dhikrs. And then we, of course, also have Planet Mercy that is involved in so many efforts as well. Um, and we find that it has grown since 2010 at great depths. But I would like to ask, before we actually ask Hafiz Mahmoud to just give us a, a list of exactly what that is, to ask, Sheikh, the state of our hearts obviously has an influence on the state of our minds. And if that, if that is well aligned in our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, does it have an impact on the path we are walking on? As in being positive. Sure, and that's why the, the I mean the heart, everything. Your journey to Allah starts with the heart. So, and the heart is in the Arabic language is called qalb, and qalb has another dimension because it's yaqlib. Yaqlib means flips. So that's why it's called qalb because of It keeps flipping, in a sense. What you need to always, you need to always put into it. You need to carry it. You need to care for it. And you need to be in that sort of, always come back to that environment. Sure, and that's where we have, like you mentioned, the Alawi Hussain Nina Wizawiya is the spiritual wing of Medina Institute and, and, and our heart in a sense where sometimes we just need to be in, be in, indulge in that dhikr of Allah and the deep remembrance of Allah so that we sort of let go of the whole dunya that's on our shoulders we recalibrate our hearts towards allah refocus get our focus clear our clarity again and move on with life life is difficult to go without the remembrance of allah without dhikrullah life is very difficult and with dhikrullah life difficulties become easy so Without taking care of your heart through the remembrance, the dhikr, the meditation that we do uh, becomes very, then life becomes very difficult. It becomes a chore rather than an enjoyment and a journey. We want it to be, we want life to be a journey. Yes, we're running to accomplish more and do more, but also we want, we want you to enjoy the journey of life. Time is very precious that Allah gave you. After Iman, the most precious thing Allah gave you is that time on earth. Enjoy it by doing good. So Don't the, waste it. So that would tie in perfectly then with Planet Mercy because I think a um, few visits ago also, Sheikh, one of the things uh, Sheikh Ninui had said is that no matter what it is, even how small it is that you should give, um, so in that way, of course, we have the we have the charity wing, which is Planet Mercy. We have the education wing, which is Medina Institute South Africa, and then the spiritual wing, which is the Alawi Hosseini Ninui Zavia. Hafiz Mahmoud, you of course oversee um, these sectors uh, yeah, in South Africa. So if you just want to touch on it uh, briefly, we have about two minutes, is there? Bismillah. Yes, you know it's been an unbelievable journey, and I think what's nice and beautiful and comforting to myself specifically through this journey is that Medina is about young people and you will find lots of young people taking charge and responsibility of many aspects of the Zawiya and I think we all throughout our life we try and educate ourselves to identify good things and everybody wants to try and become a leader 
but many a times we we don't take the uh, knowledge that we have acquired over a period of time to recognize excellent leadership and that's what happened in 2010 you know we were involved in many activities at Masjid Al-Quds over many years and lots of programs and lots of things but in the absence of proper true leadership in the mold of the prophetic sunnah things are done in a vacuum and it's done without all the dots being connected and that's why I think one of the most important gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with was the ability inshallah to recognize proper leadership when you see it you grab it and that's been the change you know I was just it was a tear-jerking moment for me thinking about how things were before 2010 and just with the arrival of Sheikh Nainawi and the moment I met him I said here's a man with a mission not only with knowledge not only with the capacity to spread love and muhabba, but there was direction and a mission to take us from the dhulumat, from the darkness of our actions, to a consistent nur towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you've got the establishment of the Alawi Hussein in Zawiyah, which is the umbrella body. And then you've got Ihsan part, which deals with the spiritual development of the Jama'ah. Then you've got the Medina Institute, which deals with the ilmi component and the ilmi graduation of the, of, 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 of the adherence. And then you've got Plaid Mercy, which allows people to make khidmah to make the life better for people where you where you think selflessly as opposed to selfishly so the the the, the zawiyah contributes to the development of an individual in all aspects and now you've got uh, projects in parkwood you've got bite for baraka you've got so much khidmah taking place in the soup kitchen you've got the vision medical uh, components that we contribute to then you've got the Medina Hif school for the boys and girls that they're doing amazing uh, journeys in the Quran then you've got Medina Institute Usuddin program you've got the outreach program that takes place at Quds and as well as Christi Park where we're teaching people the Sira as well as the Khulafai Rashidun I mean our program about Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Uthman, Sayyidina Ali has been so well received because we, taught, we, we came to realize that the Prophet did not focus on establishing infrastructure and building skyscrapers like the Burj Khalifa he, he invested in human capital and he built people like Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali and they went on to build the world so these are some of the things we've been sharing with the Jama'ah and all of this have come from Sheikh Nenawi and one very significant point when a man takes you halfway around the world and he takes you to his teachers so that you can bear benefit directly from where he obtained his knowledge that tells you something and that to me was when the penny dropped and when the Sheikh started teaching Aqidah Tahawiyah we've been studying these concepts for 40 years but over 12 days he got us to learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in such a way that was, was life-changing. So we, one of the important things and the great ni'mah is the ability to identify the real deal when you see it. And alhamdulillah, I personally believe, and I know the Shaykh really despises me talking like this, but I think the great gift Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us was sending somebody from the honorable household of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallam, to take us through these difficult challenges that we have faced so we are more better prepared and let me share with you that we are not in that bad situation we look at so many young people doing so many good things it makes us think that there is the glass is always half full it's not half empty no. we are now focusing on making the glass full all the time lots of young people under the banner of the Zawiyah are doing lots of great beautiful things in the name of Muhammad Rasulullah so that's a great great achievement and great days ahead for us I am very confident about the future 
under the leadership of Fadiyatul Sheikh Dr. Sayyid Muhammad bin Yahya Al Husseini and Ninawi Hafidahumullah. Alhamdulillah. And of course, Hafiz Muhammad, you're going to extend the invitation for tonight's program, which is at Habibia. At, uh, yes, so at Ipsa, we're having a joint program, Usul Usul, for those who want to know why you worship. How do you get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all these ritual ibadah for you for us to make that hijrah from ritual to spiritual come tonight 8 p.m. tonight tomorrow night and Monday night we will sit and at the feet of the great scholar and we will learn inshallah those things that are really going to benefit us in terms of getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. so it's everyone's welcome there's no fees just come and join us and let's all together collectively as happy people with the happy message of Islam uh, benefit inshallah and get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam and then of course this evening at 11 p.m. there's a dhikr at the Habibia Sufi Masjid. No program is complete without a midnight dhikr. Exactly. Right, so we've got to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the late hours of the night. So that's what tonight Habibia Masjid, 11 p.m. And under the uh, beautiful presentation of Ruhul Madina and Ustad uh, Muhammad Hakim from Halab, we will take people without visa to Syria, the old days of Syria and Halab. And that's of course open to to the two ladies as well. All the programs are open to men, ladies, and young people. Alhamdulillah. And then tomorrow you have two programs as well. One happening in Saldana Bay. Yes. So people have forgotten about Saldana. The West Coast is beautiful. I haven't been to Saldana. Yeah, that's my point, Taslima. So we need to get out there and reach to the people who are forgotten, and those small, small communities and families that are keeping the flag of Islam in those areas. We have to go and give them the boost that we've been given. So inshallah we're hoping that our Imam and Sheikh Abdul Aziz and his community will inshallah, uh, they will also, we will learn from them and they will learn from us inshallah. Inshallah and then tomorrow evening after Mahrib, from Mahrib until Isha there will also be, Sheikh Ninoi will also be at Masjid Al-Quds Auditorium and um, there will that be? Yeah, you know Masjid Al-Quds has always been known for its uh, provocative topics and from Maghrib to Isha we always have Sunday evening open forum so the Sheikh will be speaking about the apathy of the ummah and how we need to move towards a revival of service inshallah so after maghrib tomorrow night uh, the masjid al-quds open forum always benefits people so no questions off the table come and ask what you need to ask and let us find uh, positive answers so that we can move forward excellent shikran um sheikh we just in closing you came in 2010. I don't know if it was just a visit or with a vision, but Alhamdulillah, we've seen this great growth in Cape Town and awakening for our community. Uh, would you like to comment on that, Sheikh? I just like to thank Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for His ni'mah that He always keeps giving us and. Uh, beg him to extend it and uh, grow it and widen it and cover everyone and also I would like to thank the Prophet ﷺ for all the wisdom and the sunnah that he left us with that and by that I mean that Allah Ta'ala grants him higher and higher and higher maqam and assemble us with him in the day of judgment and I would like to ask I also thank the people of South Africa yourself uh, Hafiz Mahmoud, everybody, all the good people. I can't really name them because there's plenty of names that I already know. They're all like family to me. And uh, everyone, and I ask Allah Ta'ala to bless also. I ask Allah Ta'ala to guide this country and bless it, uh, South, the Republic of South Africa, and grant all people in this country the best of the best in both worlds. And uh, I thank you always. 
Excellent. I need to say shukran so much, um, Sheikh, for, for granting us this opportunity in hosting you at Voice of the Cape. And I think I say that on behalf of management as well. And inshallah, we hope that it will not be a once or visit, but inshallah, we can look forward to you um, visiting VOC again. But I'd like to say shukran for granting us this opportunity. And indeed, I hope that everybody that is tuned in will take advantage of the remaining programs in Cape Town. Remember that the, the IPSA program continues nightly at 8 p.m. It is free to all. It's at the IPSA um, Institute, which is in the islands on Johnson Road. Then later tonight at 11 p.m. at the Habibia Masjid Vicar. So if you don't know what to do after you have that family bride, do head over over to Habibia for a lovely night of Vicar, a perfect closing to your Saturday. And then, of course, tomorrow they will be in Saldana Bay at the Saldana um, Masjid. Uh, followed by a program in the evening at Masjid al-Quds between Mahrib and Ishai, inshallah, and again in the evening at Ipsa. So lots of excitement for everyone in Cape Town. If you're wanting to feed your soul, if you're wanting to open that heart, and if you're wanting to really truly taste love, then don't miss these opportunities. Shukran once again, Sheikh and yourself, Hafiz Mahmoud. And to everyone tuned in from myself to Slima Ali and Buta Rashad, it's been absolutely amazing. Remember to tune in tomorrow between 4 and 6 p.m. for Eat, Pray, Love on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.